I'm Reverend Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. And we're coming to you from the Kodo of the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is the Dharma Ram podcast for April 1st, 2011, and today we're talking again about Buddhism and America, and this time we're focusing on freedom and happiness. So last time we were talking about, uh, we began a discussion of Buddhism and America, and we talked about individualism, uh, and today uh, I thought we would talk maybe about another aspect of American culture that is very important, or seems very important, and that's freedom. Freedom! Uh, I think, again, kind of like we did with individualism, we could ask, well, what do you mean by that? Uh, This one seems, on the surface, I think, to be more in accord with what we think of as Buddhism. Yeah, why do you think that? Why? Uh, I think partly I'm influenced by a book uh, from uh, the 60s that you find in used bookstores sometimes called Perfect Freedom in Buddhism, uh, which I think is a great title, right? It's what... Perfect title, Perfect Freedom. Uh, The uh, subtitle, the interesting thing about this book is you pick it up and it's a book about Jodo Shinshu. Mm -hmm. Uh, The subtitle is An Exposition of the Words of Shinran, Founder of the Shin Sect, the largest Buddhist school in Japan. A little triumphalism there. Um, And and we have Perfect Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As you keep reading, it's written by Tanisho Ken Kyukai. So it looks like somebody's name, but really, it's supposed to be Tanisho Kenkyukai. Kenkyukai is a group. It's a corporate author. Uh, it's a group of people doing research on the Tanisho, mm-hmm. which is interesting, too, because that's a text that we talked about last time as well. Um, so Tanisho is a very important text in um, Jodo Shinshu, and it's actually, you should get it. It's really short. It's like these nice little bite-sized chunks. Um, that's the recommendation. The um, caution is be careful. It's really hard. <laughs> As much as it looks really easy with the short little sections, there's a lot going on in there, a lot of kind of complex stuff. Uh, very, stuff very that, dense. Yeah, and I think is a lot of it's kind of difficult to understand. I actually don't use Tani Show that much except for little bits here and there. Um, but this idea of freedom uh, in Buddhism, and I don't know, to me it kind of resonates. So what do you think Buddhism, uh, this perfect freedom in Buddhism means? I can't tell you that. Well, I, I don't have the book. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> Just in general yes, Buddhism, maybe. What do you think freedom um, in general means in general Buddhism? It seems like freedom from samsara, mm-hmm. freedom from suffering, mm-hmm. uh, freedom from karmic bondage, uh, freedom uh, from, from the chains of karma, from, you know, the things that seem to be set with karma, determined by karma, right? Freedom from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see, I think this is all very, very different from American ideas of freedom. Okay. I'm going to argue with you today. Okay. <laughs> well, not really, but um, it seems to me like uh, American ideas of freedom are, are completely based on, you know, sort of Euro-American uh, Enlightenment era philosophy, mm-hmm. and particularly a political philosophy. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seems like American ideas of freedom have to do with the freedom to do things, the freedom to 
participate in a democratic society, the freedom to have self-determination, the freedom to do whatever you want um, in a more mundane political sense, whereas all the kinds of freedom you're talking about are freedom from certain ontological or metaphysical states. Mm. So it seems like we're talking about two different uses of the word. I mean, you know, you said freedom from, freedom from, freedom from. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like most Americans think about the freedom to do things, Mm -hmm. which right there tells me we're talking about two different things. Mm But I don't think that the discourse of freedom in America is necessarily only that. Uh, and I think that freedom oh, I do. has, well, it has, <laughs> but how about, okay. um, um, like slavery? Uh-huh. I mean, um, the, one of the interesting things about America is it's supposed to be about freedom, mm-hmm. and yet we have had slaves, right? And it was the slave economy in a lot of ways, right? And so I think that if it was only freedom to whatever, then it wouldn't have resonated with people trying to free, be free from slavery. But I think that the, the, the American discourse isn't necessarily, I mean, I think you have a very uh, nuanced understanding of American freedom, and I, which I think is a good thing. Uh, but I think that we can also look at it from a more kind of general point of view. I don't think many Americans don't have that uh, nuanced understanding. Uh, and it's just more of a kind of idea of, yeah, freedom. You know, and that could be freedom from uh, tyranny, Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's another idea of, of American freedom, right? Freedom from tyranny, sure, sure. freedom from taxation without representation or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but these are still political ideologies. These are yeah. still political, you know, mundane, this worldly kind of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my, so I guess the only thing I'm freedom I'm, of religion. <laughs> it's still based on a political philosophy. Oh. It's still freedom of religion from being having religion imposed on you by the government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's what the First Amendment's all about. I will defend that position. Um, and, and all I and all I'm saying is, in our last episode, we we talked about how Buddhism provides a lot of really good critical tools for mm-hmm. examining our lives and examining uh, Buddhism itself, really. So, you know, from from that point of view, let's use some of that critical tools and really look at what freedom means, both in an American context and in a Buddhist context, and try to find places where they do resonate. Because I think you're mm-hmm. right; we can we can do that. But I think to start, we have to sort of recognize that the the starting points, the starting questions in Buddhism aren't really necessarily political. They might be, but the the, the ideas that you brought up to start with were were not necessarily political or mundane. They were more, you know, soteriological. They're mm. you know the questions of, of, of freedom from samsara. Well, that's got you know freedom from samsara has everything to do with the the central path of Buddhism. That has to do with reaching nirvana. That has to do with Soteriology. It doesn't really necessarily doesn't necessarily have anything to do with politics. It might, but not necessarily. And so, you know, we have to sort of with to get there. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. There's there's a gap that needs to be bridged. Okay. Darn it. <laughs> so so to to continue, how 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 do you uh, how do you think that we can talk about Buddhist ideas of freedom in the context of uh, American political religious life. Well, I think that um, Buddhist ideas of freedom and what life is about. I mean, in a lot of ways, is asking what is life about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and um, Buddhist ideas of freedom maybe could be used to critique American understandings or misunderstandings of freedom. 
Hmm. Okay. Uh, and so, like the idea, like the idea, for example, the freedom to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Yeah. Without someone telling me it's I can do it or not. Without consequences. Right? Or, or I should be able to do what I want in the confines of my own home as long as I'm not hurting someone else. Right. Which I think is a definitely a huge part of American mm-hmm. conceptions of freedom. Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. As long as it doesn't cause a murder. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Frank Zappa. Um, so, yeah, so I think the dialogue, again, is, is interesting to, to, uh, to understand what we mean by freedom in American society. I think uh, here's another one from America. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That that's what everyone deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Everyone should have that. And so it's like, okay, yeah, life, that kind of works. Right, liberty, okay, freedom, mm-hmm. and then pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, well, <laughs> see, that's okay. that's totally interesting because I think that's that that gets right to Buddhism to me because huh. um, it it seems it seems very much to me like uh, the way that Buddhism is manifesting itself in America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Buddhism is all about happiness. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, the um, happiness industry. The happiness industry. Isn't it yeah. Richard Payne. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, but uh, you know, you don't have to look very hard to, I mean, you know, the, there's, there's books called, you know, the Dalai Lama had a book called the art of happiness or, right, right. um, you know, all these different kinds of books about happiness, um, mm-hmm. or, or the happiness industry or, um, uh, there, there's that actress, uh, Jane Lynch, do you know her? She won an Emmy for her, 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 uh, she plays a character on this TV show called Glee. Okay. And she won an Emmy and in her speech, she said, she brought up Buddhism and said that she actually said that Buddhists seem like happy people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's this sort of uh, association, I think, in American uh, discourse about Buddhism that, that Buddhists are happy or we are concerned with happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I'm, I'm sure that there is some relationship between American culture and Americans' desire for life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness sort of influencing the way they understand Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, Buddhism from Asia is not concerned with happiness, but it's, it's sort of interesting that that's the sort of idea that we like latch onto and like, aha, this is an important part of Buddhism. It's interesting to me. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Whether it's, whether it's right or wrong, I think is sort of immaterial. It's just sort of like, Oh, that's interesting. We're Mm -hmm. totally concerned with being happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) And I don't know, as a Buddhist, I feel pretty happy. How about you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it here or not, but um, I think, I mean, I don't want to be annoying with this, but what do you mean by happy, right? I think, I think, but maybe yeah, that's a very yeah, Buddhist yeah. way to look at it. It's like, don't just accept, okay, great, sounds good to me. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you mean by happy? You know, what are we talking about here? Um, and I think that uh, if you mean happy as in not sad, in a kind of dualistic kind of way, or this dualism, mm-hmm. this paired concepts, we want to get rid of sadness so that we can be happy, then I don't think that's what Buddhism is talking about. Yeah. And I don't think it's about avoiding the difficult stuff. I don't think it's about um, just ignoring the stuff that makes us sad and not thinking about it and just trying to be happy. That sounds kind of desperate to me, right? <laughs> um, not to mention impossible. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we're encouraged to do all the time in American culture, Yeah. yeah right, yeah. is to buy stuff. I mean, another thing is the commercialism of our culture, right? And it's like, oh, if you're not feeling good, go shopping. Yeah. That'll yeah. make you feel better. It right. helps me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, it, I do it all the time. And not so much anymore, but, you know, um, Amoeba, right? And CDs, like one material thing that I like is music. And so, um, you know, it can become kind of, uh, seems therapeutic, you know, to like, oh, you don't feel so good? Well, go, go to Amoeba and find a cool CD, yeah. right? And then that'll make you feel better, right. right? That'll help you forget the other stuff that's that's bugging you or whatever. 
you know. Yeah. So I'm guilty of it. Sure. Um, and I don't think that's what Buddhism is talking about. Yeah, and I don't, and and I don't think that many of the teachers here in America who are who are to to be snarky about it, who are in the happiness industry, I don't think that many of them are are suggesting what you, right. you know this idea of sort of an externalized happiness that's not sadness. I think mm-hmm. you know, I, honestly, I haven't sat down and read many of these books or mm-hmm. uh, or whatnot. So. I could be wrong, but it seems like they are sort of hinting at what you're saying is that, 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 that we're not talking about a dualistic kind of happiness. We're trying to get beyond that sort of craving for happiness and find um, a, a sort of deeper it, happiness. Right. But capital H happy or something. You yeah. Know, just some way yeah. to distinguish it from the the um, dualism of happiness versus right, sadness. Right. right. Uh, but, but, at the, but at the same time, I feel like we could do more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly even use different language. I mean, it, I just it's so easy to find all of this literature out there saying, you know, you know, Buddhism is happy. And then it creates this sort of image of Buddhism as uh, that, you know, this happiness kind of religion that doesn't seem particularly, it seems like it's, it's lost its teeth almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Like oh, wow. the, the kind of happiness we're talking about is sort of going beyond this simple dualism and, and finding happiness in, in mundane activities like shopping or whatnot. Um, that's a pretty heavy critique of this other aspect of American culture of capitalism mm-hmm. to say that real happiness goes beyond merely purchasing products is a, is a pretty heavy critique of capitalism or, or it can be anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be a very heavy, heavy critique of the way we sort of understand very simple emotions, right? I mean, happiness is a very simple, very normal, very natural human emotion. And to come in with a Buddhist critique and say that there's something there's something kind of wrong about this dualism between happiness and sadness. And we want to go beyond that is also a pretty heavy critique. And it seems like a lot of the discourse on Buddhism and happiness in the States at present is, 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 is sort of missing that edge of just sort of, you know, you, you know, you have the book with the happiness on the title and you're happy to have people, you're happy to have people come and get it and come to the lectures and, and everyone's feeling good about themselves. But you know, to really get into this stuff is, is heavy and difficult and hard and, and we're sort of resistant to to actually, you know, doing that 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 deeper, more difficult work, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. seems to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, it, you know, it's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I think that uh, we have this view of the, the, the realized Buddhist master mm. and that they must be like a really mellow and happy and laid back and, <laughs> right, and... and um, and that hasn't been my experience with people that have really influenced me. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. of one of my teachers who um, is viewed as having been someone who has Shinjin, right? right. Someone who's like a Myokonin, mm-hmm. someone that is like the highest level of attainment in Jodo Shinshu, right? And they, they would, um, I guess, some of the older ministers, when they studied, they called him the saint. Wow. Right? Which is, it sounds kind of derogatory almost like you know but i mean in one sense it was really holding him up like wow he's the saint he's the one that really gets it right uh but when i took his class uh his really close friend had died in the past few months and i saw him not happy upset at all. yeah 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 angry with himself frustrated uh really upset and yet to me that that was the truth that was him manifesting his uh, realization isn't the right word, but maybe his shinjin, his, his mind of entrusting, that um, he was upset. He was gonna be upset. He wasn't gonna um, try and like you know push it down and you know 
perform or something put on, you know, that he was being himself in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and you would think, well, wouldn't the person like that not be sad? Yeah. But it's like, it's almost like, I think in Shinshu, it's like that capital H happy isn't about being happy or sad. It's about being real. Yeah, yeah. Sort of radical honesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, to me, he transmitted that, I, I was able to touch that Dharma reality um, in a time that was very difficult for him, right? But I saw that as, wow, yeah, he's not a saint at all, mm. right? But his non-saintliness is what makes him a saint, maybe, <laughs> right? That this is yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the high level of attainment is that you don't run away. You don't, you haven't cast off any, all the negative, and now you're just in happy land, right? That yeah. It's like we, um, uh, another teacher of mine, Tai Uno, calls it being truly, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, truly human. Mm. Right, that a lot of we we think that we're supposed to run away from sadness and to be happy, but to be truly human is to to go deeply into everything that we experience, and it's not about simply happy or sad or, or rejecting half and only taking the other half. Yeah, so um, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, you know, in our last episode, we were talking about individualism, and now we're talking about happiness, and we start talking about freedom, and I think these are all. Uh, in, in, in this whole conversation, we've used, I think, the phrase American culture a lot, and mm-hmm. I think these are all different elements of our culture that mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they sort of take for granted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't see them, you know. Right. Or we, we think we know what they mean. Right. We don't, yeah, of course freedom's important. Right. But I don't know what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We take it for granted. It's part of our sort of worldview. And mm-hmm. I think that's something we need to be um, critical of, again, mm-hmm. Um, and Buddhism preside, provides lots of tools for criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the reason I bring this up is because uh, in in the the, conver- the ongoing conversation about Buddhism coming into Western cultures, there's uh, a lot of people who really want Buddhism to make sense in a Western culture, and they want to create a Buddhism unique to the West. And they look mm-hmm. to you know other areas of the world and say there's a unique Japanese Buddhism or unique Buddh- uh, Chinese Buddhism, whatever. So we should make a, an American Buddhism that's somehow different. Um, and in that process, there's often talk of, of of getting rid of the cultural elements of Asian Buddhism, right? The cultural baggage of different parts of the world. And you know, that's there's 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 problems with that language. There's problems with this debate. But leaving aside those problems, I think that we need to be honest about the fact that we have our own cultural baggage. Mm-hmm. You know that that we as Americans are bringing our own cultural baggage to Buddhism, and I th- I think that there's lots of people who don't want to admit to that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that don't want to be sort of self-critical and recognize, oh, I'm bringing my own cultural baggage to my Buddhist practice, so I'm bringing notions of freedom and notions of happiness and notions of my right to freedom and happiness and all of these things. That's coming with me when I come to Buddhism, and so uh, that's just interesting to me that we mm-hmm. sort of want to get rid of cultural baggage, but we're not being honest about our own cultural baggage mm-hmm. and the influence that might have on the way we perceive Buddhism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that, that this conversation, I don't think that's how, why we started on this conversation about um, Buddhism and America and individualism yeah, yeah, yeah. and freedom, uh, but it comes out, you know, shows me um, that my ideas of freedom and individualism are not clear, mm-hmm. right? That they just, again, they just kind of in the air uh, unquestioned, right? And so, um, yeah, again, this is a part of what Buddhism can really uh, contribute, I think, to American society, to the world, is this kind of 
questioning viewpoint, this critical viewpoint right, right. Uh, of not taking things for granted or trying not to take things for granted, trying not to accept things as obvious, um, being willing to question them. And to question or crit- critique doesn't mean that it's what we're critiquing is bad. Yeah. I, I think, again, I think it goes back to what you're saying about a, a, a real humanness. Uh, uh, yeah, to or be truly human. To be truly human, or, or, or what I suppose a radical honesty. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're serious about being really human or, or you know, really honest about who we are, then we need to be self-critical and questioning of our own perceptions. You know, a lot of Americans, a lot of uh, a lot of our culture sort of idealizes the the, the saint, idealizes the sort of mm-hmm. you know guru or, or kung fu master, right? I mean, that's part of our culture, and we sort of mm-hmm. I want to idealize this person, the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama. But that can get us into trouble if we idealize our teacher too much. Then we want to be blind to their own fallibility. Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. um, or you know, the reverse can be true, right? Another aspect of, of American culture that I don't think we we think about too much um, comes from a Protestant Christian ethic, mm-hmm. and part of Protestant Christianity is deeply suspicious of religious authorities. Mm. Um, you know, the history of Protestant Christianity is this rejection of religious authority. Mm. Um, you know, so pa- that's part of American culture as well. And so then we have this, you know, radical, you know, democratic egalitarian institutions where we don't want anybody to be in charge, mm-hmm. you know, is, and that might be a great thing. That's not, not necessarily bad, but, you know, be honest about where that comes from. That comes from this larger American European religious culture. And is that relevant to Buddhism? Maybe, you know, can that be changed by Buddhism? Probably. So, you know, let's, let's really have a dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just sort of getting rid of the cultural baggage. Or, you know, just changing things quickly, you know, like, let's actually have a dialogue. Let's actually say, oh, okay, here's this idea of individualism, or here's this idea of freedom. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by happiness? Mm-hmm. And, and how can these two different ideas really mesh or help one another or change one another or whatever? Mm-hmm. Isn't it this idea of uh, looking at what's the cultural baggage part, right? And um, I think we can do that, and baggage has a negative con- connotation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think we can look at, for example, uh, Jodo Shinshu in BCA temples and recognizing that it is very Japanese in a lot of ways. We use Japanese terms a lot of the time. Uh, there's a lot of Japanese culture mixed in with the Buddhism, and sometimes it's not clear what's Buddhism, what's Japanese culture, right? So I think it's good sometimes to, to look and be like, well, you know, this is more of a Japanese kind of thing, or mm-hmm. this is more of a Buddhist kind of thing, not necessarily Japanese. or, um, But that doesn't have to be negative either. Yeah. And right? I mean, that, that some of the Japanese stuff is great, you know? And I think that, uh, like... One of the negative th- aspects, or what I think is often viewed as negative in Japan, is the hierarchy, the hierarchy, Confucian kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Of that there is this hierarchy, and some people are higher status than other people. Uh, and you know, I think we can crit- critique that, and I think that in a way, American right, right, right. libertarian or whatever <laughs> ideals of you know that we shouldn't have these hierarchies. You know, everyone should be free to do whatever they want without you know people coming down. Whatever. I mean, that's a negative way, but I think that that can be a good critique of. Asian Buddhism, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. Japanese Buddhism, that sometimes the hierarchy uh, is negative. Like that can turn into power imbalance. It can turn into people taking advantage of other people. So we can be critical of that. Yeah. Uh, But it has good sides too, 
I think respect for um, people who are older than you, uh, you know, uh, recognizing generations mm -hmm. and, f you know, looking that as a good thing, not necessarily as a bad thing, you know, and that that um, that can be really good. And it's something maybe that's missing in a lot of American culture. We make fun of old people in American culture. Yeah, or we know, hide we, them in retirement homes. Yeah, or we, you know, put down people because they look old or whatever, actors and actresses, you know, they look so wrinkled, they look so old or yeah. whatever. Um, so that's another area where, you know, the dialogue can go both ways. Right, right, right. Yeah, and try to be positive about it, I think, uh, and, and find what can we um, critique in order to make things better. Yeah. yeah what yeah. does that mean, make things better, you know, that, that people aren't being heard or taken advantage of, I think would be one way to look at it. Um, yeah. And that's a positive side to me of freedom. Sure. Right, freedom from tyranny, freedom from oppression, uh, freedom from abuse. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. those are good things, positive things, uh, that um, freedom from injustice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think I think again the dialogue I think is the most important thing, and, and looking at those elements of your of your community that are are in conversation with the broader American culture, and, and what are the points that you know we can both learn from one another. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people will look to how Buddhism changes when it goes to a new culture, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that Tibetan Buddhism emerges in Tibet and it's different from Indian or Chinese Buddhism and, and mm -hmm. so on. Um, but if we really look at the history of Buddhism moving into each culture, Buddhism is transformed by its movement into a new country. And it also radically transforms that country in the process. You know, uh, Tibet is not the same cultural entity you know today as it was a thousand years ago when there was no buddhism there buddhism radically changed tibet mm -hmm. um, buddhism radically changed china um, china changed buddhism absolutely um, so we need to be attentive to the complex ways that buddhism moves into a new culture and as buddhism comes into the west the same thing is happening mm -hmm. Right, where Buddhism is being changed by Western culture, by American culture. Um, how can Buddhism change American culture? In what ways can Buddhism add to American culture and change our own assumptions about the way the world is? Um, and you know, it's interesting you say about the BCA temples being very Japanese. I think that they're very Japanese and also very American. Uh -huh. <laughs> that they're right. very much both. Right, right, um, right. There are elements that are very, very Japanese, but there are also elements that are very, very American. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a great example of what of what I'm suggesting here is that that how Buddhism comes into the country is is not just a sort of a straight line of you know first it's X and now it's Y it's more like it's sometimes X sometimes Y it goes back and forth and sometimes it's Q <laughs> you know it's, it's this mismatch of things and that um, goes back to the analytical view again too and the critical view and and saying oh you know aren't all BCA temples very Japanese. You know, would seem. I think I, I said it as kind of an assumption, yeah. right? But but you pointed out, and I think rightfully so. Let's look at that. Let's question that. Is it really? You know, and um, I think like our boards, the way that temples are run, with the the system of board of directors and everything, and the uh, increasing transparency of accounting and you know of, of the money, and uh, that these are these have changed too. There's no monolithic BCA Buddhist temples. Mm -hmm. There are themes. There are trends. Right, um, and you'll find them though in different amounts uh, at different temples. You'll find them changing over time within a single temple. Uh, so it's better to uh, be willing to question, to be, uh, and that's what I like. One of the, my favorite parts of Buddhism yeah. is the the um, willingness to look at those things, the willingness to ask questions uh, as part of the Buddhist enterprise, as part of the Buddhist path. Uh, don't take anything for granted. Don't just accept it because uh, you think that's the way it is. Be willing to 
uh, question your own assumptions, uh, be willing to question yourself. Uh, and I think, personally, I think that's part of the, uh, the Buddhist path. Yeah. It's kind of frightening. It can be frightening to, to, to question what you've always believed, you know, to question, what do you mean I'm wrong? You know, no, 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 that's the way it is. Right, I think uh, is often our stubbornness kind of comes yeah, up, and yeah, yeah. you know, um, our attachment to our perspectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Buddhism is like, no, no, no. Just look at it from a different way, and maybe we'll find a better, a more nuanced picture of the right, reality. Right. Yeah, or closer to the way things really are. <laughs> <laughs>